Hey, what's up, guys? Jake Steele, ironandsteel.com. Okay, this is podcast episode number 33. And yeah, thank you guys very much for being here. Thank you to everybody that tunes in every week, which is a lot of you. And uh, thank you, especially to those of you that are taking the time to spread the word, telling your friends and family, coworkers, uh, whoever you're telling it's working. Thank you uh, to everyone that's sharing the link, whether it's to the podcast or the website. And uh, yeah, if you're new here, buckle up. We're telling hot rod stories here. It's nothing special, so don't get your hopes up too high. But uh, yeah, every one of these stories, if you are new here, is uh, published as an article on my website, which is ironandsteel.com. Steel is spelled S-T-E-E-L-E. I can't fucking believe how many people can't figure that out. So yeah, iron and steel. Steel is spelled like my last name. Isn't that funny? It's a pun. Look it up. Ironandsteel.com is the website. While you're there, again, hit the subscribe button, punch in your email. You're going to get a email correspondence from me a week, maybe two if I'm feeling like wild that week. And uh, the only purpose of the email is just to let you know when there's fresh content, whether it's a new article or a podcast. Um, so yeah, if you're here listening to this, I can only assume that you're interested in knowing about stuff like that. So that is the best way to keep up to date on, uh, all the fresh content coming through iron and steel. So again, it all starts on the website. All these stories are published there with, uh, photos and, um, it's worth your time to hop over there and check it out. The photos and the article kind of really tie the story together and, uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of other stuff on the site too. There's, I don't know, 40 or 50 articles there now, uh, a new one every week, a new podcast every week. And, uh, yeah, if you're a sick, twisted fucker, there are some serial killer themed hot rod t-shirts still available. Uh, my politics t-shirts are, uh, still available. I just restocked those. So yeah, hop over there, check it out or don't, I don't really give a shit. If you just want to tune into the podcast, that's great. So, all right. I'm coming at you guys with a renewed sense of excitement surrounding this podcast. The reason is, and if you're a loyal listener, you'll remember that for the last month or so, maybe a month and a half, I've been asking for you guys to send in your stories uh, for me to read on this podcast and publish on the site. And the way that I framed it was there's a million stories out there. Most of them will never be told. Let's do our part to get as many told as possible. So I want the stories that are important to you. Local heroes, hot rod, local legends, um, stories that under normal circumstances, most people outside of your little circle would never hear. I want those stories and I want to tell them. So if it's a car story, car hot rod related story that's important to you, whether it's a car or a person or a show or whatever. Maybe it's somebody that inspired you uh, to become interested in hot rods or custom cars. Maybe it's a car that inspired you. Um, you know, maybe it's a family member that was important to you that was in, interested in cars. Whatever it is, if the story is car related and important to you, sit down, punch it out, send it to me. I will read it on this podcast. And if you include photos, uh, I'll also publish it on the website. So yeah, I'm really 
digging this. Uh, I've gotten a flood of great uh, stories and uh, I'm sorting through them and I want you guys to keep sending them in because every one of them is great. And every one of these stories that I read, the more I think that we should just steer this podcast almost exclusively that way and just make it where it's reader, listener stories because they're great and there's a billion stories out there. So let's get them told. So if you have a story, I'm rambling, but if you have a story that you want told, email it to me, jake at ironandsteel.com. Steel is spelled S-T-E-E-L-E if you're a little slow. So yeah, jake at ironandsteel.com. Punch them out, send them in, send me some photos. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get them read on the podcast and um, I'll also include them on the website. So this week, that is the case uh, this week as well. So Brian Littlefield, who's a friend of mine, sent me a story a month or so ago about a good friend of his um, and his truck. And it's kind of a cool little story about uh, Brian's friend and his pickup and um, kind of your local local legend type of story, which I love. So uh, yeah, the story is called His Name Was Wes Oster. So kick back and relax, you guys. I'm going to read you that story. Thank you, Brian, for sending it in. And again, if you guys have stories of your own like this, jake at ironandsteel.com. All right, kick back and relax. I'm going to read you Brian's story. All right, guys, here we go. This is Brian's story. Uh, when you're done listening to this or whenever you have uh, a spare minute, hop over to the website and check this story out for yourself. I did include it on the site as an article. I included within that article a bunch of photos that Brian sent to me. And uh, the photos kind of help to paint the picture, I guess, uh, and tie everything together and sort of offer a little more perspective into um Wes's journey, I guess, with this pickup over the years. So there's a whole bunch of great photos from probably the 60s or 70s all the way through to like pretty recent. And uh, it shows a whole bunch of different versions of the truck and different iterations and uh, work in progress photos and just all sorts of stuff that Wes did with this truck over the years. So yeah, when you're uh, when you have just a few minutes, hop over there and check the story out for yourself check out the photos so all right here's what brian has to say it all started some 50 years ago my good friend wes oster was bit by the old ford truck bug wes fell in love with the blue oval when he was just a young kid his uncle fred had an old ford truck on the farm that wes would get the privilege to drive every once in a while Uncle Fred would let Wes use the truck whenever he needed, and this started a passion and love for the 50s Ford trucks that would never seem to end. And this is where the legend begins. Wes's first pickup was a 1955 Ford F100 that he bought from a local farm. It was just a nice little driver that did the job. The six-cylinder motor was getting Wes around town just fine, until the day he laid his eyes on the 56 F100 that was parked at the local Elks Lodge. Right away, 
Wes wanted that truck very badly. He couldn't get it out of his mind. Seeing that 56 reminded Wes of all the good times that he had in his Uncle Fred's old F-100. Clyde, a member of the Elks, would drive that 56 F-100 to every Elks meeting night, and Wes would always pester Clyde to sell the truck. This went on for close to eight months, until finally, one evening, Clyde said, Okay, I will sell you that truck. Wes was surprised that it was finally for sale, and he did not waste any time making the deal happen. The price was 600 bucks. Clyde mentioned that he would take Wes's 55 in on trade and $300 difference in exchange for the 56. Wes ran home, grabbed his 55 Ford's title and some cash and made the deal. He was extremely happy with his new purchase. Shortly after the deal though, a couple of months later, Clyde, on the other hand, was experiencing a bit of seller's remorse. Every time Clyde saw Wes, he would ask him if he would sell the truck back to him. But of course, this would never happen. Wes now had his dream ride and there was nothing that could get, that could get it away from him. The truck was red when purchased and had chrome exhaust stacks like many pickups did back in the day. The 56 was a part of the Salem Push Truck Association when Clyde owned it, so there was a giant push bumper on the front. Most of the 56's duties of pushing had taken place at the legendary Salem Speedway over the course of many years. Once Wes acquired the truck though, the pushing days were well over. Wes quickly replaced the bulky push bumper with a stock one. The Y-Block and 3-Speed did well for Wes's daily driving back and forth to work for many years. It was all well and good, but it was never quite enough for Wes and not what he wanted for his pickup long term. The truck needed something more. And over the years, the truck was constantly being changed and improved. Either new wheels, new paint, or some type of upgrade. When talking to Wes about the 56 for this article, he mentioned that it has been two or three different colors over the years. From the pictures, it appears that other than red when it was purchased, that it had also been gold and the black that it wears today. Now, Wes wasn't content to just work on his truck though. He also enjoys using it for what it was intended, driving. Wes and the 56 have been all over the place. Believe it or not, he has driven it from coast to coast many times and all over the Northwest. Eventually, all of this driving led to the need for a complete makeover. And in the mid 90s, the truck was taken off the road and torn down to bare metal to begin the process of bringing it back to life, this time better than ever. Some small rust was repaired, the front suspension was upgraded with a Volare disc brake clip by Norm Brown, and a 9-inch rear end was installed. A good friend, Brian Osborne, 
was responsible for the bodywork and beautiful black paint job. John Dunn was responsible for the 351 Windsor engine. John made sure that Wes had the best 351 that money could buy, and to this day, it has never let him down, along with the C6 that's mated to it to handle the shifting duties. Wes is extremely grateful for his help and very happy with how the truck came out. The list of friends who were kind enough to lend a hand didn't end there. Rand Breitbach, Jeff Brown, Gilbert Arrivo, or I should, I should take another shot at that, Gilbert Arrivio? I'll go with Gilbert Arrivio. Jerry Thomas and many others also had a lot of help, a lot of fun helping Wes get his pickup back on the road. Since this major overhaul in the 90s, Wes has had virtually no major breakdowns. Just routine maintenance and the truck keeps motoring along. Some minor upgrades here and there are still taking place. In the past 10 years or so, Wes has added headers, tilt steering, new wiring, and deleted the wing windows with full glass windows in the door to give it a more modern look. In the late 2000s, the black paint job needed a bit of a freshening up, so he had Brian Osborne do the paint all over again. And as expected, it came out great. To spice things up a little, Wes also had Brian add some flames to make the truck stand out even more. Wes has been all over the United States in his 56. The list of places that this truck has taken him include Washington, California, Arizona, Canada, Florida, Michigan, Tennessee, Yellowstone, Hell's Canyon, Crater Lake, Mount Rushmore, Las Vegas, and many more. In short, Wes enjoys driving the 56 every chance he gets. Every weekend, Wes and his brother Ed are tearing across the country on their way to a show somewhere. Wes has said that the best part about owning the 56 has been meeting so many great people because of it. And over the years, he has built many lifetime friendships with this truck. If one were to stop, stop by Wes's shop, one thing that would strike them immediately is the staggering number of trophies that he has won with his 56 pickup. They are literally everywhere. One of the most memorable of the bunch is one that prominently reads, Best of Show. It seems the person in charge of choosing the winner for this prestigious award at this particular car show had secretly been hoping for several years that Wes would attend. And when he finally did, this is what he got in return. When asked if he had any future plans with the 56, he gave me the best answer I have ever heard. His response was, live another 20 years. Darn right, keep gas in the tank and keep, the tr keep that truck on the road. Wes, your pickup brings a smile to my face every time I see it because I know that you are close by. It represents good times, lots of laughs, and countless lasting memories and it will always be my favorite old truck. 
So Brian goes on, the last part of this is kind of a postscript. Uh, he says, uh, this story was written in September of 2014 and Wes continued to drive and enjoy his 56 pickup as much as possible until he sadly passed away in April of 2018, leaving a large void in the local hot rod community. He says he may be gone, but he will never be forgotten. Wes was one of those guys that the instant you met him, it felt like you had known him for years. A truly great human being and a die-hard Ford man. All right, you guys, there you have it. His name was Wes Oster. That was the name of that story. Brian Littlefield uh, sent that in to me, and uh, I really appreciate that. I thought it was a great story, and thank you, Brian, for letting me share that with everybody. Serious question. Outside of a few of you who may be listening in the Portland area or the Northwest, outside of those few people, have any of you ever heard the name Wes Oster? I'm going to guess that the answer is no. And that is the perfect example of why I'm asking for you guys to send in, sit down, type out, and send in your own personal stories. It's a perfect example. So Wes Oster was not a famous car builder. Wes Oster's truck wasn't on the cover of Hot Rod Magazine in 1957. Uh, Wes Oster wasn't a sweepstakes winner in 1961. Wes Oster was a local guy, hometown hero type of guy, local legend that was significant in his own small way to this hobby. So he was somebody that his truck and the type of person that he was, was inspirational to another hot rodder, Brian, obviously. Brian was so inspired by this person that he took the time to sit down and write that great story. These are perfect, excellent, great examples of the types of stories that I want to keep telling on this podcast. So again, if you guys have your own Wes Osters that you want their story to be told, sit down and punch it out. Send it to me, jake at ironandsteel.com. So I don't care what it is, if it's a person, a car, a show, um, whatever. If it's something old car related and significant to you in some way, punch it out. Send some photos in and I'll include it on the website. If you just send me a story and there's no photos associated with it, I'll at least read it on the podcast. But these stories all of them big or small are hugely important in the grand scheme of things to me and i would i can only assume that stories like that are important to you guys too so all hot riders are sentimental whether they want to admit it or not uh, it's not all about the cars all the time uh, and in most cases it's more about the people than it is the cars 
and I want to tell everyone's story that I can. So again, jake at ironandsteel.com. Sit down, punch out a story, send it to me. I'll include it on the podcast. And uh, yeah. So again, thank you very much, Brian, for sending that story in. I thought it was, I thought it was bitching. All right, you guys, let's get through um, some of this Q&A and then we'll say our goodbyes. Uh, the first question was, are you going to GNRS? And if so, what cars are you stoked to see? No, I am bitching out on GNRS this year. I've got a bathroom remodel <laughs> going on. I'm, yeah, I'm serious, sadly. Just too much shit going on this year. I can't swing it. I've, I'm doing a bathroom remodel, and then I've got a, a remodel on a project going on in another house that's uh, time-sensitive, and I can't get out of it, basically. So, yeah, I'm shitting the bed on GNRS this year. <clears throat> that said, it's a great show. I hope everybody that's uh, able to make it really enjoys it. I enjoy it every year, so... Yeah, no GNRS for me this year. Um, this wasn't a question, it was more of a comment, and uh, I just wanted to read it because I really appreciated it. Uh, it just says, spent yesterday building a transmission tunnel and listening to your podcast. What a great day, thank you. Thank you, I really appreciate that. Um, for you guys that don't know, it it's just me. Like anything iron and steel is just me. I should just call it steel, <laughs> right? Uh, so it takes it takes a little bit of work to uh, um, publish articles, you know, on the website, record podcasts, edit all this stuff, and make it semi-consumable um, for the public, I guess. So it takes a little bit of work. It's just me doing it. I guess the point of my little rant is uh, comments like that are really helpful and uh, kind of keeps me going. So thank you for the nice comment, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Uh, the next question was, if you think about it, hot rodding started like 75 plus years ago. Uh, do you think people will care about this hobby in another 75 years? Um, we could all be cyborgs by then. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah, 75 years from now, will people care about this hobby? You know, I wake up, I have days where I wake up and think that this hobby is going to disappear in the next five years and that all these guys are dying and nobody cares and uh, it's going to fizzle out and then other times I see things that make me think the absolute total polar opposite of that and uh, I think it's going to be you know going to live on forever and, and be this great epic thing and uh, yeah so somewhere in between would be good enough for me. Will people care about this hobby in 75 years? I guess the short answer is, I hope so. I, I don't know, but I hope so. Uh, the next question was, oh, I love this. <laughs> it says, if I send you a story, are you going to assign my spelling a grade, LOL? I should point out, and I don't mean to be a dick, but it's worth mentioning that you actually misspelled the word assign in your question. In your question. So assign is spelled A-S-S-I-G-N, just so you know. So uh, <laughs> to answer your question, um, it, not in most cases, but in this case, yes, and you get an F. Sorry about that. 
what are some of your favorite hot rod events? I don't know. They're all great. I mean, this is a rabbit hole we could spend a lot of time on. Um, you know, Bonneville's great. All the major, I mean, there's not really such a thing as a bad car show. Uh, maybe there are. But uh, all the major shows, any show where there are uh, historically significant cars, um, inspirational cars in some way, whether it's like a, you know, a car that a young kid built in his garage or whatever, and he's showing it for the first time, stuff like that. I like that. Uh, influential cars, historical cars, things like that. So if there are shows, or I should say any shows where things like that are present I like them all so Bonneville is probably at the top of my list not for the racing uh, as much as um, the history just the feeling in the air and the kind of just the electricity uh, there's no other way to describe Bonneville but uh, that's probably if I were picking and choosing which you didn't ask what my favorite car show was so I'm just rambling but uh yeah, what are some of your favorite hot rod events? I don't know, pick any one you want. They're all great for the most part. Um, do you have an actual hot rod shop and build cars? What what exactly is iron and steel? Whatever it is, you're listening to it now, bud. <laughs> no, I don't have a hot rod shop. I don't have a speed shop. Uh, I'm not I'm fucking nobody, dude. Iron and Steel's a website and a podcast. Uh I have a few cars of my own that I, you know, have managed to put together, um, in almost every case, not exclusively by my own hands. I've got a lot of great friends that are a lot more talented than me. And, uh, yeah, one way or another, I'm able to scrounge together and, uh, you know, put cars together, but, uh, no, I don't have a hot rod shop. I don't build cars uh, for anybody or anything like that. And what exactly is iron and steel? I don't know. Fucking shit show, buddy. Uh, <laughs> this is great. It just says annoying new trends in the hot rod world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a friend on this subject. I have a friend and I won't mention his name, but, uh, <laughs> I was talking to him. And we were talking about a certain event that just occurred a bigger one that just, uh, happened not long ago. And, uh, I didn't make it, but he did. And I asked him, I was like, well, how was it? You know, and he goes, we're fucking doomed. What do you mean? Is this hobby's fucking doomed? What are you talking about? No good? You didn't enjoy it? Was, nah. It was fine. The cars were great, of course. I go, so what's the problem? He said, I've never seen so many grown men taking fucking selfies. Annoying new trends in the hot rod world? That was the question. I guess I guess that would be one of them. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. If you're a grown-ass man, you shouldn't be taking a fucking selfie. So, stop that. Uh, the last question. The last... Uh, the last question uh, for this deal, and then we'll say our goodbyes. Uh, it just says... Um, Will you ever have guests on this podcast? I'm just curious because I like how it is now. <laughs> uh, me too. So I doubt very highly that we're going to ever do like a traditional uh, host and guest format. Uh, every boner 
in the world every 14 seconds is developing their own podcast for three or four episodes until they call it quits because it's too hard. Uh, and the theme of every other podcast in the world is the traditional you know, host and guest, and they sit down and talk about, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, and then, you know, we sit there and pretend like what they're fucking talking about is interesting. And it almost never is. Uh, so will I do a deal where we have guests on this podcast and I ask them ridiculous, uh, questions that are meaningless? Probably not. I want to stick to I really like the current format and especially with the reader listener stories. I just want to tell hot rod stories. I don't want to listen to somebody's opinion about um, some bullshit that I don't care about. I just want to tell people's stories. So I think for the foreseeable future, as far as I can tell, uh, no, I will not have guests on and do like a question answer format. Um, You know, is it, beyond the realm of possibility not entirely but i just don't see a circumstance where i'm into that happening so uh let all the joe rogan jr podcast uh go-getters fill that void there's no void by the way (laughs) there's no need for any new ones all right i think that's it i think we're gonna call it right there (sighs) thank you again seriously thank you guys uh everybody that sent in your your own stories uh i'm gonna go through all of them i'm gonna read every single one of them if you include photos i'm gonna put them on the website so keep them coming in jake at ironandsteel.com if uh if you've sent a story in and i haven't gotten to it yet be patient and uh i will get to them there may be a scenario where maybe we read two stories in one podcast to kind of get these things going but uh yeah If you have your own story, send it in. Let's just get them piled up in the hopper. I'm going to go through them one by one. Maybe maybe we'll do two by two and just make the podcast a little um, longer than normal. But uh, I guarantee you, if you take the time to send me the story, I will tell it and I will publish it on the website if you uh, include photos. So, all right. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, keep the stories coming in. I'll keep telling them. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again in exactly seven days.